What Holy schmeckles! Grab your schmeckles. It's time for another wild ride. On the beef stick. In my pants. Woohoo! Yes. I'm one of your hosts. Face. You probably know me. We've go we go way back. About what, fifty six episodes now? Yeah, yeah, it's on there. Maybe more than that. You know, I was thinking that the other day. I was like, "Gosh, I have no idea what number we're on since since our one note got completely destroyed." All of a sudden, it's like, "Oh, I don't know what number it is." It's crazy. <laughs> Shit, numbers. AJ, nothing but a number, and numbers don't matter. <laughs> That's true. A pedophile told me that once. <laughs> Uh, he was a good guy, though. Trust me. Speaking of speaking of people who are just weird and pedophiles and stuff, so there's this guy at this place that I work at. I'm not gonna name names or businesses or nothing, but uh, he came in one day just oh, piped. His, first name. his his name is Bill, but he came in just piped out of his mind, like jaw just wagging back and forth, like a dog about ready to get a snack, man. And he's in here, he's looking at um, looking at prepaid phones, you know, probably a burner, I'm guessing. So he's looking at prepaid phones, trying to find the cheapest one with the cheapest cards and stuff. So we go ahead and I, I help him find one, get one. He comes back the next day and he's like, I need another card for that phone. That card didn't work. I was like, the card didn't work? Nope, the card didn't work. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, we'll get you another card. He's like, all right, but I need to return some stuff to get some money for it. I was like, all right. This motherfucker throws up three packages of girls' panties and a fucking girl's suit, like a girl's, like, dress and top. I'm thinking, what the fuck? (laughs) I just felt dirty taking the shit. I mean, the panties were still in the packages. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Everything was packaged and looked on the up and up. But I'm just like, where is this guy getting little girl's panties that he's fucking trading them in for a burner phone card? Just some weird shit you see in life. Just some weird, weird shit you see. Right. <sighs> but Didn't that tell was going to be cool about it. I, you know, I didn't even, didn't even ask him. Be cool don't, about this man. Don't, don't ask, talk don't about tell. This on any podcast now. <laughs> right. Don't ask, don't tell. I will say, though, just a couple nights ago, I was closing up shop. I was throwing trash out before I left, and this car pulled up in the parking lot, rolls his windows down. Just a cloud of page smoke comes out. And he's like, hey, man, you closed? I was like, yeah. Can you open it up for a pint of ice cream? (laughs) I was like, no, man, the tills are all out. Everything's shut down. The alarm's on. I could pay you in cash if you can just bring me a pint of ice cream out. <laughs> like I'm out here bootlegging fucking briars. <laughs> oh, I did it, but Start you know. Side no. game. Charge them double. Right? You want it cold? That costs extra. <laughs> Stand inside with a blowtorch and make sure it's all melted. Right? <laughs> uh. Hardcore fans will realize you guys aren't broadcasting on your normal broadcast day. 
What? That's because life changes again. Over and over. It's kind of fucking ridiculous. But, as long as I don't die here, I'll stay here. Unless I find something that pays way more. And so, it's less far from home. So should I tell you, Pace, why I cut so short today? Why'd you cut it so short? Because this was my, my one day off, so it's not like I was at work. I, uh, I, right when we connected, I had just gotten back from seeing Deadpool 2 with my son. Oh, you jerk. Oh. Funny, funny show. The funny thing is, too, I was, like, the oldest person there, and my son was, like, the youngest person there. Everybody else was in their, like, I'd say late teens, early 20s. <laughs> oh, shit. I haven't seen Deadpool 2 yet, but I'm all caught up on pretty much everything through Infinity War. And I've got the DVD sitting here. I just haven't thrown it in yet. I've got I watched The Last Jedi... Which was actually not bad. Yeah. I liked it. I liked the fact that it, like, didn't mislead you with false hope and happiness because it was a dark movie. It did a good job, and it felt original for a Star Wars movie, and I gotta give them props for that. See, that is... That's almost my complaint, and, and I'm not complaining that it's original because we, we all want it. After the... Uh, cut and paste or copy and paste of um uh, um, um what is it uh Force Awakens after the copy and paste yeah. of Force Awakens we wanted originality but yeah. a lot of a lot of Last Jedi they put stuff in there to be different but then didn't follow through on it so there really wasn't a point for certain things happening like uh, I still I still think. Even with, with Kylo telling Rey her parents were nothing and they didn't matter, I still think that's a lie, because I swear to God they have to be related. They might or they might not. The funny thing about that is, the writer of The Last Jedi has nothing to do with um, episode, th or episode, not three, nine. Because he actually did an interview and he said, he said, the way I wrote it, is that he's not telling her the whole truth. He didn't say what it was, but he said he's not telling her the whole truth. But he said that might not be what happens in the third or in the next script. He said anything could happen and that it could be that they're nobodies or nothings. But that whole thing was kind of still a waste, I thought. The whole casino scene was a waste. Although I do love yeah. I loved his character of um Bellissimo Del Toro. Yes, Del Toro. Del Toro's character Man, was awesome. He was the fucking he was the fucking collector. And then you trust the guy you find in a jail cell. <laughs> I thought that was so dumb. His character was amusing, but it pissed me off. But yeah. it was supposed to piss me off, so it did what it was supposed to do. The reason Maz couldn't come made no sense. The reason they couldn't tell she couldn't give them the name of the guy made no sense. Um the reason the commander didn't tell Poe any fucking thing, and then they went off on this mission that almost destroyed everything, all for her to just be a bitch about it. Right. That's the that's the biggest thing I think that everybody has mentioned is like there still is no excuse why the commander, folks. Spoilers ahead. <laughs> right. If you didn't get that already. Um. There's no really excuse why the commander didn't tell him what she, like her plan was. And then her plan didn't make sense either. Oh, they're just tracking the big ships. We're going to take out these small escape pods. Okay, but then you're looking 
through the First Order's windshield, or whatever you call it, and they can see the giant ship, are they not going to see the escape pods <laughs> go out? <laughs> like, I what? Think, I think maybe the escape pods launched out of the other side, because the angle that you saw the <laughs> ship from the from the Empire's whatever ship, it, you only saw, like, the back and one side of it. So maybe they all shot out from the other side. That was the logic I was able to twist into that. Yeah, but yeah, I still don't... I mean, what's what's the logic of her not telling him, hey, I actually have a plan, and you going here and, and going to the to the first right and doing all this, not only is going to lose a lot of people their lives, but could screw up my plan? Right. Well, I mean, everybody lost lives or, or contributed to the loss of lives in that fucking movie. Yeah, but... these plans went as, as planned. Which is why she should have just told him her plan. <laughs> and the and the Leia um, Force thing was the dumbest thing I've seen in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> um. But all being... <laughs> it is. It's, there's no fuck. That's the Jar Jar of this series. <laughs> of this trilogy. Yes, it is a good movie, though. I'll sit back and watch it again. I own it on Blu-ray, and I'm happy to own it on Blu-ray. When the collection comes out on the next medium, I'll own that also. It's oh, yeah. a good movie. It's just... This is one of those... I look back at the uh, first movie, Phantom Menace, and I'm like, if you don't think of it as a Star Wars movie, it's actually a pretty good movie, but when you compare it to a Star Wars movie, it's pretty shitty. This yeah. movie, I think, is the opposite. I think this movie, if if you look at it on its own, makes no sense. None of the, mm-hmm. the writing, none of the plot development, the character development, Rose fucking hitting... Uh, uh, jackass for no reason and all that. None of that made sense. But if you look at it as a Star Wars movie, you're like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you there. Visuals were amazing, though. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Salt Planet, that that fight. The um, battle with Rey and Kylo as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the death moment... of Snoke. The death of Snoke was very depressing also i think <laughs> it was kind of wasted uh that yeah that's another one head and then he's just a small guy see that's another one i feel like there. i feel like the writer was sitting there the director and they were like everybody expects snoke to be this palpatine-esque emperor that has a lot to do with the plot <laughs> fuck that <laughs> i'm gonna darth maul this motherfucker <laughs> like damn it all see i question like what if snoke is palpatine and he didn't really die and he lived for hundreds of more years he would have gotten that disfigured i was thinking he was darth um uh sidious is palpatine darth mm-hmm. um plagueis who was palpatine's master who palpatine okay. said found the you know he found the way to live forever or whatever that's always been my yeah. theory and a lot of people's theory i can't i can't own it as mine I don't know. Good. I mean, yeah. And then it's, I also watched Jigsaw. Oh, yeah. I heard good yeah. things about it from a 13-year-old kid. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's another <laughs> Saw movie with torture horror. And, and I don't know. The twist at the end was good enough. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a shitty movie because I would say that about most of the Saw trilogy. Or series, not trilogy. The trilogy was good the rest of it sucked right but jigsaw 
it did really good things. And so I recommend seeing that to anybody who hasn't seen it already. Yeah, I know the plot and like the um the spoilers and the ending and everything of it. I I haven't watched it. I I probably won't. I got over the saw thing pretty quickly. But yeah, the first two were really good, but then after that like you 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 know there's a twist at the end, so you're figuring it out as the movie goes on and it's not fun anymore. Yeah, and it gets to be an M Night Shyamalan thing where if the if you know there's a twist coming, it's not really much of a twist. And you've already thought, even if you haven't thought of that twist, you've thought of 75 others that would have been just as good right. or better. Or better, yeah. So it's like, yeah, so almost the twist would be not having a twist. But, I don't know. There's a few good twists in Deadpool, man. Yeah, I intend on seeing it. Um, This is the part where I tell everybody, I watched all these movies streaming on the internet. Shoot me, stab me. It's not illegal, and I'll continue to do it. Choke me, spank me, but pull my hair. Deadpool, I have access to his shot with a non-HD camera, and he couldn't even center it on the fucking screen. <laughs> so I decided not to fucking watch it. Yeah. Well, the only the only spoiler I'll give you, Pasty, and don't worry, don't get mad at me. The only spoiler I'm going to no. give you about Deadpool, that's all I'm going to give you. That's it. <laughs> you just spoiled the whole movie for me. <laughs> I will oh, I say though, everything. I will say I did that in the middle of the movie theater at a certain point, and at least one person got it because they were busting out laughing, and I think they were busting out laughing at me. But <laughs> um, we should get into. Uh, we might do a short episode tonight because because we got because life, like you said, pasty life. So let's get into our, our sponsor I over at Monsterware. Right it was ridiculous. Yeah, Monsterwear. Get your vinyl decals, your custom-made t-shirts, your hand-painted hockey masks, and so much more. For my homie, Corey Matthews, of Monsterwear Clothing. Hit him up for a quick turnaround time, high-quality products, and... Satisfaction guaranteed. Sorry, folks. There you go. You can also check out his musical endeavors as CeeLo, a.k.a. Cujo the Cannibal, with Psycho Sane entertainment they got a lot of big things going on in the local music scene and if you would like to know more you can always delve back to an old show called get local and then the radio show right here on cloud Stop broadcasting spreaker we have an in-depth interview with him from a year ago but you can get to know him a little bit there and you can check out the music and you can buy his products and you can support the podcast that way tell him pasty white sent you and we'll have a good old time. And if you love good music and if up for a good time, don't forget the Galactic Get Down, the outer space-themed music and camping festival from the Outback Ranch, not Steakhouse, in Houston, Minnesota, not Texas, in August 2nd through the 4th, 2018, not 19. Check this shit out. Dead Larry, putting it on. Seahorse Productions, helping out. That one guy, Useful Jenkins, The Way Down Wanderers, Coral Creek, Illegal Smile, Gus Royale. Um, I'm trying to name ones we haven't named before. The Bodvad Band, The Von Tramps, Alabaster. Of course, I'm going to give a shout-out to Space Monkey Mafia. We love them. They They're, love us. They're always doing great things. Basement Brew. I want to bring up the Gentleman's Anti-Temperance League. Yeah, don't be tempering. We're we're very anti-temperance. 
We got a league of anti-temperance. When, when you see them, you will know why I enjoy them. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's great. And in the theme of the galactic get down, I am drinking a brew called the Smash Galaxy. Holy Dude. shit, folks. Alaskan brand Smash Galaxy. This is a double IPA. It's single malt and single hop double IPA. Two singles make a double, folks. Using only Australian Galaxy hops and Pacific Northwest Premium Pilsner malt. The Galaxy hops take center stage and, after several seconds, the juicy hop notes are joined by the varying tests, bitterness, baritones typical of this variety of hops. It pairs well with a music festival in the Galactian Galaxy Galactness. In other news, did you hear this? Fuck no. Rick and Morty Season 3 is coming to Hulu. June 23rd. Finally, we'll be able to relive all the antics and adventures of Rick, Morty, Cherry, Summer, and all of our friends. Especially Noob Noob. Oh, that no, guy, he gets it. Noob Noob gets it. He does. Yeah, this will make my son very happy because he every every other day he checks um, Rick and Morty <laughs> on Hulu just to see if they got season three up yet. But like um, like we had talked about, I'm pretty sure you and I talked about, like my son and I had talked about, they were waiting for there to be a season four ordered before they were going to drop a season three. As long as there's demand for season three. And it was brought to my attention that every season that's been released on Hulu, they've waited until after the DVD box set came out. Correct, which makes sense. That's how you get people to buy it. And the Blu-ray commentary is amazing on Rick and Morty Season 3, I have heard. Um, if you don't if you don't already, folks, in between listening to Beef Sticks Podcast and Buttered Pop Culture and Fantastic Fables and Get Logan, all the Cloud Style brand podcasts... Make your way over to Wisecracks the Squanch and get get the hibbidi adibidi about your Rick and Morty episodes. They've got breakdowns of episodes from all of season one, and they're starting season two, and they already have all of season three. They started the Squanch, I think, at the second episode of season three, and then started back from the first season, so... It's a good listen. It's usually about an hour long. They sit down and dissect it. If you're fa- fans of Wisecrack, you'll know kind of what it's about. Check it out. Yes. Yes. So I guess it seems that Vince McMahon has been foxing around with SmackDown, huh? This SmackDown is now... I'm going to have to look this up. I think SmackDown is now worth more than Raw. Let me see what the uh, WWE, NBC, Universal, um, Raw TV deal was. But SmackDown is going to be coming to Fox for a billion dollars. It's a lot of cheese. A billion dollars! That's like three trillion schmeckle. Yeah, you could you could buy a lot of fake boobies with that. Don't get me wrong. 
You can buy a lot of fake boobies with that. It's a fake booby bag. And Steely would be quick to try to steal the shit. Um, and I believe that would start... Stay away from the there, though. <laughs> Does that start this... No, it's got to be next fall, right? That doesn't start this fall already, does no, it? No, it's this fall. It is already this fall that it starts, huh? Wow. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to get more numbers on it. Folks, we were not prepared, and we kind of apologize, but also suck it up. Um, here it does say the deal is worth $1 billion over five years. So that'd be uh, $1 billion divided by five, I suppose, if you want to. It's going to continue airing live. I believe I heard it's supposed to start airing on Fridays. Um, and that would probably air... It would probably air um, 8 to 10. That'd be Eastern time, which would be 7 to 9 Central, as opposed to the 9 to 11 Eastern time. Because, again, uh, uh, like we talked about with... with Raw going to Fox, they don't want to, they won't screw up their local news deal. Their local right. news is going to start right. at that time. Um, there has been get... speculation about SmackDown turning into a three hour show as well. How would that happen? What would it start yeah, at we'll five o'clock? I guess. Um, well, seven, eight, nine. If they only do 10 o'clock news on Fridays. Then they could start at 7 and go to 10. Uh, so the Raw contract is $240 million per year. Ah, that's still more than the SmackDown, isn't it? That's more than $1 billion. Let me bust out the old calculator. Well, how <laughs> many years are these contracts for? Well, if... If Raw's is two hundred and forty a year, and SmackDown's is one billion for five years, you'd go two forty times five. Um, so that'd be one one point two billion. So Raw's still better oh, by point oh, two oh. billion. Now <laughs> these are estimated numbers, so Raw's could be point two two billion less, and SmackDown could be more than just one billion. These are estimated numbers, but okay, per what out there circulating around the estimates, Raw is still point two billion better than SmackDown. Dang it all! But it'll reach more households, um, possibly, yes. than Raw. Potentially. For those of you who want to fuck around with Tenet trying to get channels in whatever towns you live in. Right. Or if you have cable, which so many people don't. Oh. Fox, you don't need cable. You can just use an antenna on your HDTV. Well, I know, but if you have cable, you already have Fox. That's just yeah, a given. Yeah. You have all your locals. Yeah. They wouldn't have to set up an antenna for that. Or satellite, I guess. Satellite or, or cable. So, I mean, Let's this, this is... Satellite. <laughs> this is a huge deal, though. I mean, this this is positive for WWE, in which case, you know, trickle-down effect, this is positive for all of pro wrestling. Yeah. Actually, this has led to some breaking news, folks. This is just in. WWE has informed their broadcast partners that all pay-per-view events will now be extended four, four hours, hours long. That's scary. 
with all of and all of the um and all the well all, that's all the um co-branded ones. The big fours are five hours, all of them. Yeah. And long. WrestleMania is going to be the longest in history. So I believe I believe every year they do that. I believe it's going to be right around nineteen hours, something like that. They didn't want to quite break twenty-four, but you know more than fifteen. Next year, WrestleMania will be three days long. It will be. But yeah, yeah, allegedly four hours, which I'm okay with in theory. And the theory being that we were having two pay-per-views a month, a Raw and a SmackDown. They were each three hours long. And we had a minimum of one hour of filler on each of those shows, I would say. Wouldn't you agree, Pasty? Yeah, yeah. So if they can, you know, cut away all the the filler and give us two amazing hours of Raw pay-per-view action and two amazing hours of SmackDown pay-per-view action, split up. I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly 50-50, but but roughly equal. I'm down with that, but then I worry again. I worry that that means it's only going to be the main event guys on every pay-per-view and all the lower mid to lower guys are never even going to get a spot. I mean, if that drums up competition on the show and forces people to come out of their shells a little bit more and maybe forces Vince to see guys who are getting over with the crowd, it could be good. It could be interesting. And Because that works so well for Rusev, right? Six hours a month for pay-per-views we had last year, so... Yeah, agreed. I mean, like I said, in theory it sounds good. My fear is that it's going to turn into... Did you watch Raw this week? Raw was fucking abysmal. SmackDown was awesome. How about Lana Day? Yeah. How about them he making was Lana for her better than he ever sold for Rusev? How about them making Lana a face but forcing Rusev to stay healed? Does that even fucking make sense? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I'm just uh, I am worried that it's just going to be the you know, it's gonna be it's gonna go back to the early two thousands and not not necessarily Triple H's reign of terror, but there's gonna be we're gonna see six guys every month, and that's what we're gonna get all the time. With maybe, you know, one or two matches changing out here or there, but I think there's enough names on there as long as people get the recognition that they deserve, it could be it could be fairly balanced. It, you know? Yes, I, it it can be. It again, in theory. But I'm just telling you my fears from yeah. From the history that WWE has presented to me, I'm worried that's what's going to happen. Well, if pay-per-views stayed at three hours long, that's definitely what you would get. So, with four hours, there's a little bit of hope. Yeah. Oh, uh, agreed. I agree there. At three hours, if it's co-branded, yes, you are definitely only getting the main event guys. Mm-hmm. I... I know it's not going to happen, but I'm still a fan of a three-hour pay-per-view for Raw this month, a three-hour pay-per-view for SmackDown the next month, and give storylines time to simmer, burn, and grow, man. But we know it's not going to happen, so I, sh- I should quit. That'll be next year. Beating Don't that worry. dead horse. It'll happen. Let's give it time. It'll happen. It'll happen. It will happen. How about Zack Ryder but getting how about, the... Did you, did you see Lana's entrance? They need to stop having her fucking dance. <laughs> she can't she dance. And it wasn't horrible. 
It was it pretty horrible. Good. She tried to pop and good. lock, but she looked good. like a goddamn uh, fucking epileptic child. I thought it was horrible. I, I honestly did. I literally out loud. There was nobody else in the room, and out loud I said. All three of them are in a faction for a while, but then Lana starts cheating on Rusev. With Aiden? Yeah. Because he's the hip-hop guy. The way guy. he sells for her? Yeah, the way he sells for her. <laughs> yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got the, the sign. I don't know. When uh-huh. she came out, I was completely by myself watching it, and I literally out loud got up and said, they have to stop having her dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. I did. <laughs> and uh. then she won. Granted, she won against one of the Iconics. Yep, and, and they had it a cheap victory. Uh, Aiden English used the sign to distract her. I don't like, I really don't like the way they packaged the Iconics on the main roster. This is another, this is another call up from NXT that I think oh, yeah. they just want to make a mid-card act. They have it's no plans. Yeah, they them. have no plans of doing anything with them. But, hey, we did get the amazing uh, Bobby Lashley and his sister's segment. <laughs> I mean, we got that. Some hairy women. Some hairy women. I actually fell asleep. You know, as, as isn't it hard? And maybe, and maybe it's just because it's so soon. But I honestly feel three of the worst segments in Raw history have all happened within the last two years. Maybe in your top ten worst, three of them had to have been in the last two years. Bailey, this is and your two life. Of them Bobby Lashley. Uh, oh, you're talking about that, that interview? The interview? Yeah. I don't call that a segment. I call that an interview. I'd put that in a different horrible... <laughs> but I'm talking about, like, in-ring segments. Bailey, This Is Your Life, yep. the damn Bobby Lashley sisters bullshit, and Old Day. Those have got to be three of the worst segments they've like produced. I don't think many people liked the Old Day. <laughs> I don't think the New Day liked the Old Day. <laughs> And it's like, wow, they what are they doing with and and rumor has come out, um Brian Alvarez Brian Alvarez has came out and said that he has sources that say WWE planned it as a horrible angle. Their plan was to get heat, have a horrible angle, just to get a reaction from the fans. Why do you try to get a bad reaction? This might not be true. But this is Brian Alvarez from um, uh, um, uh, uh, Dave Meltzer's uh, Wrestling Observer. Brian Alvarez, Wrestling Observer. And if that is true, why? Why purposely have a bad segment? I don't know. That being not st- doing good for Bobby Lashley. Like, N- no, they've done Vince nothing Maybe Vince didn't want to him. re-sign him. Maybe Vince was like, God damn it, he's back. How do I get rid of him again? I think people were like, Vince, remember Bobby Lashley? No! Yeah, Bobby Lashley, he was an ECW champion, and he main evented at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's been doing big things since he left WWE. He's been TNA champion. He's been fighting in MMA, and he's got a better record than Brock Lesnar. This guy's awesome, Bobby Lashley. Oh, we got to get him back. Sign him, no matter what it takes. I want that Bobby Lashley. And they bring Bobby Lashley in, and they bring him in, and Vince is walking down the hall, passes Bobby Lashley, and then he looks at Kevin Dunn, and he's like, Kevin, 
Who's that black guy? <laughs> well, that's Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley's black? Well, we'll just put a mid-card title on him and give him some, some cross-dressing <laughs> sisters. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe we can put He's him with the New Day. <laughs> Hey, speaking of chocolate titties, there's a website. It's STGSTdub. It's something to generate, something to wrestle with. And it's got audio clips from every single episode. And you can go on there and search for what you want, or he's got categories. You can go in there. It's uh, STGSTW.com. And you can search chocolate titties, and it'll just play every time he's said chocolate titties on that show. <laughs> As Vince McMahon. What's that? Said it more than once. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plenty of That's times. Great. And vanilla titties and caramel titties and yeah. <laughs> but mostly chocolate titties. Mostly. Um, Zack Ryder's got some good things coming for him, man. Have you heard about him getting a uh, being in a documentary? No. He's actually in the documentary Making Fun, the story of Funko. And it actually talks about the rise of Pop, the, the bobblehead figures, Pop. Yeah. You, you know Pop figures, Funko. You have a couple. Come yeah, on. Funko. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's actually he's actually in there. Um, he's going to do a thing about um, WWE Funko figures and talk about his... How he got one for the first time last year. Um, the New Day is going to make a, a brief appearance in the film. But it's coming out on Netflix. It's called Making Fun. The Story of Funco. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not interested to see Zack Ryder on there. Although, good for him. I'm happy to see anybody succeed and make money. Although, he probably did it for free. Who knows? He probably did it for some Funko figures. <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually interested in the history of them. They kind of popped up overnight. I love them. But I don't know anything about them. Other than they're this generation's pogs. That's good shit. That is good uh, shit. Yeah, I'm about to start collecting the Rick and Morty Funkos, I think. I think. I seen them at my Walmart. I just... Oh my god. Every time I want to start... you start using this as our buttons <laughs> I know the there's some amazing ones dude there's there's some you awesome can't ones download them oh you can always play them from there I'm sure don't don't worry I'll find a way to download them local <laughs> <laughs> yes um I, I I I would like to start collecting them but every time I think about buying one I just god there's so much if I had, like, tons of exposable income, I would, but there's just always something better to spend it on, you know? Don't you mean disposable income? Well, you know, some... Well, my I call it exposable income because I get paid when I expose myself. It's um, it's oh, something I do on my off time. It's my exposable income where I, you know... You know. You know. <sighs> We got another big rumor coming up, but I'm trying to see what else we got here. Um, update on All In. ESPN conducted an interview with the Young Rhodes and the Young Bucks. 
And Cody Rhodes said that they've got four cards that they know they're they're gonna do. Four four matches. Um but Matt and Nick Um They have nothing they're not ready if they do have something, they're not ready to say what it is. Um, we do know Cody Rhodes is going to face Nick Aldis for the NWA Championship. And we have heard that they're trying, they don't want any Ring of Honor titles on the show. This could change, but they have stated they don't want any Ring of Honor titles on the show because they're really trying to make sure they're not making any money off of Ring of Honor. They want this to be them making money. And let's be honest, at this point in their career, Cody and the Bucks are bigger than NWA. Yeah. So having an NWA title gives them a legitimate title match for a heavyweight title without using that to sell. And obviously they haven't announced any matches until they were already sold out. So really they're not using anything to sell it anymore. But um, yeah, this thing I'm reading here has no updates. It doesn't even have the Cody Rhodes, Nick Aldis thing. I just heard that before. So why did I click oh, this? Sad news. What's up? Nico, America's favorite candy company, the maker of the Be Mine Candy Hearts and everybody's favorite Nico wafers. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy from Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah, Nico Bellic went bankrupt and was sold (laughs) at a federal auction. I've never heard of Nico, I'm not going to lie. The hearts. I mean, I've heard of those pieces of chalk that people were told was candy but and the nico wafers are the same thing they're just like quarter sized disc okay well it's about fucking time they went out of went out of business they're selling chalk to kids to eat (laughs) what the fuck that's just not okay it was fine when they were just selling it to the special kids but then real kids started eating them it's like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) we we just lost some listeners there pasty I apologize, folks. I have a special kid, okay, folks? Shut up. I have special kids, too. They're special. All kids kids. are special. They got a special place in our heart. Um, Hell, you're special to me. Hey, remember um, yesterday was the anniversary of Owen Hart's death? Boy, that just fucking fell out of nowhere. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He was special, too. He was he was special. He had a special fall. He's one of those guys. I love Owen Hart. Had some amazing matches. Great great wrestler. Um, sad sad tragic story. And I, I'm not taking anything of that away. This motherfucker is not as good as people tried to make him out after he died. Everybody talks about he's one of the best. Should have been a world champion. If he wouldn't have died, he'd have been an icon. It's like no no. He wouldn't have been better than Brett, and Brett isn't even that fondly remembered. Albeit a lot of that's because of Brett, but it's like, no. He was good. He was very good. He was a a top fucking mid-card dude. That's all he was ever going to be. And then there were seven. Seven what? Seven what? Seven of them fucking heart candies made of chalk. <laughs> so, I, you know, we might have some other news. I don't know. Hey, I got a new background on my phone. It's Donkey Kong. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about. Good job. 
right? Is the uh, the whole saga continues, and not with the world's most dangerous group, but with the world's most fucking fucked up couple, John Cena and Nikki Bella. There are reports that John Cena has said that the two are basically back together, quote-unquote. That comes from People magazine. That's John Cena. Nikki has dismissed it, but she told U.S. Weekly that um, she attempted to return her engagement ring, but Cena wouldn't accept it. And it was part because he was holding on to hope that they could get back together. He told her it's a symbol of love, whether it works out or not. Now, the best thing is, Nikki was talking to an uh, online publication, and she quoted this. A lot of people get married for publicity. I'm not like those reality show people. I don't want to be hesitant. I want to do what my heart says. You want to remind the people what Nikki Bella does for a living, Pasty? Is it a chalk-flavored heart? <laughs> Uh, it's probably not a chalk flavored heart, but this is a woman who was on two reality shows plus a pro wrestling show, which is, you know, what, half reality, half soap opera, half stunt show, half sports. I know I'm busting the percentages here, but let's be honest. And she literally got engaged on a reality show. And she literally is having her breakup spread out through the next season of her reality show. And if they do get to back together, it is going to be, be on the reality reality. show. Um, shut the fuck up, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm not like those reality show people. You are a fucking reality show people. You're on more reality shows than most reality show people. Some hop from show to show to show. You're on three at one time right now. Crazy bitches. Hey, they have said they're going to have another May Young classic. I haven't heard um, any Yay. anything about who's going to be on there or anything like that, but they have said there's going to be a new Is May Young classic. Is it the Young's fabulous classic. Moolah classic? No. Why? I hope like hell not. <laughs> I hope like hell not. I hope like hell but that'll be good. I'm excited for that. We'll give you more information when that's updated and all that giles. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Well, I don't really have anything else. Um, oh, I get, I will say one thing. There is That's a really the show, folks. <laughs> there is a really good interview if you if you feel like hitting up uh, the Sam Roberts show. Um, it's one where he's not shilling for WWE too damn much for a change. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo is his guest, and it's actually from the Jim and Sam yeah. show, which is why he's not I shilling started, so much. I started listening to this episode, and then he said it's not going to be very much about wrestling, but I did sneak a few wrestling uh, questions in. And then I hit stop. Oh, it's really not much about wrestling, but it's all about Morrow and his bipolar and, and the way he's yeah, come I... up. And it's 
It's fucking amazing. Well, it's one of my favorite it, and interviews. I feel for the guy, and I'm proud of him for. If you're not into his... it, yeah. If you're not into that, Shit. you're not gonna like it. I don't want to hear about it. But it's like, it's not even. A, yeah, it isn't even really a negative one. It's actually really. He talks about um, he talks a lot about cocaine and about sex addition addiction and spending thousands of dollars of nine hundred numbers. And, I would uh, love to see Mario Ronaldo like in a strip club trying to pick up strippers. Right? <laughs> he fucking does. He talked about him and his girlfriend used to just. He was a DJ, and they used to. Um, he dated Natty Neidhart's sister, and they used to party until <laughs> like fucking six a.m. Just fucking popped up. And he's like, I didn't even use drugs. It was just me. I was just wired. I was manic. We were out there in the club. Then I call up 900 numbers. <laughs> it's like, it was fucking, it was really, I thought it was really good. It was. My question, did he talk at all about JBL? Um, no, not really. They, they oh, asked okay. about, they asked about, um, I will say he skirted that question. Sam kind did. of, Sam kind of asked him about it. He said, "You know, when you left the first time, there was talks about you know other people being responsible, and I know you were in a bad place, and there was bully talk. And do you do you feel like that was warranted or not?" And he's and Morrow kind of went into a thing about how bad of a place he was in at the time, but he didn't say no. Like he never said like no, JBL didn't deserve it or didn't earn it. So I take that as a quiet yes. But he had right. the chance to out and out call out his bully, and if you're standing up for the downtrodden and for the people with uh, mental JBL disorders, him was just trying to get him to party with him all the time, like he partied with Natty Nyhart's sister. What if JBL didn't bully him, but he sexually molested him, and he's just not comfortable with it? Mm. Have we explored that? I can see JBL option? to do that. I'm sure he's molested quite a few wrestlers in his tenure. Yeah, yeah. Scott Steiner, you know, he used to shove sharpies up people's asses, so. Steiner rise! <laughs> oh. Well, Pasty, Maybe I don't... I'll go pick and give it a listen to, but I, it's, uh, You know, if, if you're not into I'm it... I'm start listening to the WrestleWork podcast, because it's short. Yeah, if you're not into it, you're not going to like it. Um, You know, I got a child with some, some issues... Um, I'm fucked up in the head, whether they're medical or not, who the fuck knows, but, you know, so for me, it was really, really, I, I loved it, but that doesn't mean everybody's gonna love it, and if it's not your cup of tea, you're not gonna wanna listen to it, but if you are interested in that stuff, I would definitely give it a great recommendation, and the interview itself is only, interview. that one was, that one was good. Oh man, there was there was audio clips I wanted to rip yeah. from there. It didn't have time to. The biggest one being that um, Daniel Bryan just out and out said it's ridiculous how paranoid WWE is, because when Shane might have been out for WrestleMania because he had diverticulitis, a hernia, and um, one other thing uh, I don't even remember what the other thing was. Um, but when he had those three issues. Uh, oh, staph infection was the third one. He was like, you know, they were like, yeah, um, yep. well, you know, uh, Shane might not be able to make it, but we have a plan and it's a good backup plan. And he's like, okay, who is it? Well, we can't tell you. 
because they're so paranoid about people going to Dave Meltzer and, and the other dirt sheets, right, you know, with so right. much shit. They wouldn't even tell Daniel Bryan who the fuck his partner might be so he could even have a, a match ready and planned. Then, the best part, I loved this, because Jericho works with WWE pretty friendly-like, and Daniel Bryan is contracted. But we know these two guys both just have no fucks to give, right? Right. So he's like... Jericho's like, so how did Shane even get cleared to wrestle? And Daniel Bryan's like, well, you know, when your family owns the business, I guess you can get things that the rest of us can't get. (laughs) Because Daniel, it took him, what, fucking four years to get cleared? (laughs) Shane McMahon had three different illnesses that would keep anybody else out, and he still gets to fucking jump coast to coast. Yeah, he just out and out said it. There was a few other things where he's just... That that is a good interview, Pasty. I would recommend listening to that one also because that yeah. one puts a lot out there. Two guys that you know, yeah, these two guys know the inside of WWE, and they both have zero fucks to give. That was the one where he had said, Pasty. I told you the uh, I think last week where he had said his contract is up the day of All In, and he would have to get a lawyer to yeah. find out if, if that means the morning of or the evening of or what. No fucks to give that DB, and I love it. How great would it be if Daniel Bryan fought Chris Jericho at all in? I would love it. I, all I have to say to that, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How big of a slap? Like, and what if Daniel Bryan didn't re-sign his contract, fought it all in, and then signed with WWE again right afterwards? Yeah, you know, pull a Jericho. Just just signed yeah, these exactly. a few off agreements, yeah. Why not? What are the odds that WWE is gonna have two WWE guys wrestling a match at All In at not a Vince event? That'd be some crazy shit. What do you think the odds are WWE is gonna have a, a big ass house show at the same time as All In in the same oh, area ish? No, no. no fucking doubt. They do it with everything else. It's crazy. Uh, I guess that is some other news or rumor. Are you talking about what I'm talking about? <laughs> go ahead then. Yep, yep. We're talking about the same thing, so go ahead and say it. The fact that uh, WWE has, has held off on its spring cleaning of the roster. Oh, we're talking about two different rumors, so go ahead. Okay, well, WWE by this time of the year is usually let go. Handfuls, fistfuls, mouthfuls of talent that aren't being used properly and have nothing to do with. But this year... They have let go zero people. Nada. And speculation has it that this is because all in. So you can expect to see people starting to get the can sometime around the middle of June when their uh, non-compete clause would cover through the event. Yep. That is a, that is a, a very good point to make because, yeah, Usually the week or two weeks after Mania is when they just start chopping people. Choppy to PP. Choppy to PP. Sometimes there's no PP left to give. But uh, yeah, and, and that is a very WWE thing to do, which is, is something that we've seen. We have seen that very recently with a lot of stuff, how they're just... You know, the, the whole Rey Mysterio thing is a big one too. When Rey Mysterio was injured and wanted to leave they were like nope you didn't you didn't do all your dates on your contract 
So we're going to hold you till you finish your dates. Oh, you're injured? You can't finish your dates? All right. Then we're just going to hold you and you can't wrestle anywhere else. We're not paying you anymore. You get what you're obligated for for how much you wrestle. But until you wrestle, you're not going to go anywhere and you're not going to get your money. It's basically holding someone fucking hostage. It's ridiculous. By all accounts, Rey Mysterio tried to buy out his contract and they weren't willing to buy it out. That's just fucking sick. And now he's going to be an all-in and he's going to have more eyes on him. Yeah. Fucking crazy world, man. What strange world that has such creatures in it. Um, the rumor I was talking about was at the all-in conference... Rumors are, no video, no backup on this, no audio, no no nothing. Rumors are CM Punk was backstage when they did their uh, did their announcement, did their um, press conference. Well. Now, few things of note. One, as I said, no one has verified this, so it could all just be bullshit. That's one. Number two, it took place in Chicago. CM Punk's hometown, where he lives, where he resides. He has friends that are going to be in there. Makes sense. He could drop in and just say hi. Number three. It was held at the um, Pro Wrestling Tees warehouse. CM Punk has uh, t-shirts at Pro Wrestling Tees. CM Punk works with a lot of people at Pro Wrestling Tees. He could have been there for business purposes. He could have just been there doing his own thing, doing his own brand. That's a hell of a coincidence, though, don't you think? The fourth thing, which I think is most likely, is even if he has nothing to do with All In, CM Punk is a smart motherfucker. If he's in the neighborhood, why not drop by onto Pro Wrestling Tees? It's kind of what you were insinuating, Pasty. Talk to some guys, see how it's going. Be seen in the area where All In is you're going to sell a handful more t-shirts because people are going to want to buy CM Punk t-shirts if they think CM Punk's going to be at all in. Um, most likely scenario, in my opinion, is Punk makes an appearance but doesn't wrestle. Yeah. You know, last week we talked about it and I was like, I want to see him wrestle Marty Skrull. And I want it. I want to see him wrestle Marty Skrull. Or I want to see him to wrestle anybody. I also think I saw a rumor that, that CM Punk may be wrestling at Starcade or Star something. Uh, Starcast, he has a signing. He is yeah, going Starcade. to be, make an appearance oh, okay. at Starcast, and he is doing the signings. Yeah, we, okay. we talked about that a little last week, but there were a lot of uh, technical issues in between when we were talking about that, so things got lost in translation there. But yes, yeah, CM Punk is going to be at Starcast, which is held the weekend of All In, so we know CM Punk is going to be in Chicago during the weekend of All In. We know that for a fact. Well, I mean, I guess he could no-show StarCast, but I don't see him doing that. I'm sure he'll be there with Colt Cabana, is my guess, because Colt Cabana is going to do a um, Art of Wrestling there, so... We really need to get to that next year, Pasty. The more I hear about it, the more I just think it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, a pro wrestling podcast convention. I mean, it was just built for us, Pasty. It was built for us. We'll be there. We'll Even if be they don't let us 
We'll be Bobby Heenan it. We'll be Bobby Heenan it. I'll dress up as the old lady. You can dress up as the Hasidic Jew at the doors. Let us in. <laughs> My wife needs her hotspot. Let me in. Hachoyam. I don't know what that means. A hust in, in Yiddish or something. <laughs> Uh, uh. Well, Pasty, we teased the folks last week that we were still playing some fun and games with them. And I think that the um, the whole tag team turmoil deal that we did, the to- tag team tornado twisted, what the fuck did I call it? I called it something. I, uh. I, heard, I heard good things about it. Um, I failed on my one goal this week. And my one goal was to um, make a graphic for the road whackers for you and I so that we could start throwing <laughs> road whackers out there and maybe make a t-shirt or two or some oh, decals. Yeah, we'll yeah you know. We can, yeah, so I, um, I failed at that. Uh, it's, it's been crazy this whole week. Next week isn't going to be any less crazy. So, But my goal is to, to play around and, fi- and make a good road whackers um, decal or, or just, you know, whip, whip something up. Some kind of logo for the Road Whackers. Pasty White, Fat Mac, the Road Whackers. <laughs> and, I um, have a game for us to play, but we cannot play it until the Black Get Down. Is it that game where, like, um, like I sew my mouth to your ass and you sew your mouth to Strata's ass and then Strata sews his mouth to my... I think they call it Human Centipede. It's kind of like that. It's a fun game. Have you ever heard of a thing called the Death Nut Challenge? Uh, I've heard of Rochambeau. It's not anything like that, is it? <laughs> no, if it is, I get firsties. <laughs> <laughs> this is a series of five peanuts that are roasted and covered in some of the spiciest materials known to man. Oh, I'm already it starts not with ghost pepper. Ghost pepper is the lowest level you get, and it goes all the way up to Pepper X. I, I would I would like to play it, but. With my acid reflux and the drinking that we do and the too. lack of hydration. I have it, too. Yeah, that's not happening. That's, it's happening. No, if it's I spend not. $15 on 10 peanuts. If you spend happening. $15 on 10 peanuts, you're like that fucking kid from Jack and the Beanstalk. All right, motherfucker? I'm going to start calling you Jack. Roadwhacker Jack! <laughs> Selling old Bessie the cow for three beans, you crazy fucker. No, I want to do it. I want to do it, and I think we're going to do it. I don't know that I'm going to do it. I, I, You have to. If I'm going to do it, you're going to do it. I we're like, going to have a shit ton of Tums and other ant I like I like fun challenges, man, not like unfun it challenges. It is fun. You chew each nut for 30 seconds. Why can't we just you do that on each other? <laughs> you do wait a that minute sounds and like more fun. each concessive nut. And then after the last nut, it's five minutes before you get anything to eat or drink. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm saying right now I'm not down with it. I'm not saying I won't do it. I'm saying I'm telling you right now I'm not going to do it. It'll be fun. Depends, on, be fun depends on how much beer I have in me by then. You could probably talk <laughs> me into it pretty easily, but we'll see. Give me them! I'll just eat all five in one handful. Fuck it! <laughs> and hell, this year... With there being Wi-Fi at the sites, we could potentially even broadcast video from the Galactic Get Down. We could try our hardest. 
It's got to go better than uh, last year's trying to do live shit. <laughs> that didn't work out too well. Yeah, that did not work out very well. I, I, I was very disappointed. And we'll definitely give a better show this year. Yeah. This is going to be amazing! Um, so you want to play... You, you want to play a game, Jigsaw? Yes. We'll play a game. Maybe we'll get back to some more news. Maybe we'll cut shit short. We don't know what the fuck we're going to do. We just know we weren't prepared today. We got a lot... Both of us got a lot of shit going on tomorrow morning, early morning. And it just... It's the way it is. We weren't going to get... We weren't going to leave you without a show. But you're just going to take the show on our terms, motherfuckers. So grab your ankles. Bite a sock. We're going in. No Vaseline, baby. All right. So what we talked about last week was we are going to bring back a wrestler from the past. Dead or undead. From last week, maybe they were gone to fucking 19 tickety two. Doesn't matter. And we're going to pick. Year. Yeah, that was a good year, man. You know, you know, they had to call it tickety two because the Kaiser stole the word for 20. <laughs> um, and what we're going to do is we're going to bring that wrestler back. We're going to get a current wrestler for them to feud with, give them a feud, give them a reason to feud, and just come up with a cheap little, quick little something storyline, something small, short. I mean, we're probably going to put more thought into it than WWE puts into fucking writing storylines for their active roster, so it doesn't have to be amazingly long. Who do you want to go first, Pasty? How about this? Oh, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. How about, uh, okay. how about this? How about... The person picks the wrestler from the past, and then the other one, I, you know, if you pick a wrestler from the past, then I pick a wrestler from the future for them to feud with, and then you got to create okay. the storyline, and yeah, vice like versa. That. Yep, we'll do two rounds then. At least, yeah. We'll see where the world takes us. What All do you right, want to do first? Past first? Okay, you want me to start past? All right. <laughs> I am going to go with... I did not put any thought into this, so give me just a moment no, I didn't think. Either. I was thinking um, about it hardcore last Thursday, or last Wednesday, or whenever the fuck we did the last beef sticks. Right? I haven't thought of it. Oh, let's see. I'm trying to think of somebody kind of of the past... I don't know that I can come up with something good for him. Let's go with... <sighs> Man, you think... Oh, you know what? Okay, I got one. I'm going to go with Little Spike Dudley, LSD. Of Dudley Boy's okay. fame. You know LSD, right, Pasty? Yeah, of course. All of right. course. I love Spike Dudley. Who would we put him up against that would be a believable feud that would be entertaining for everyone? Hmm. It's got to be a current wrestler, so somebody who's currently active. I'd say at least in the major promotions, I'd say. WWE, Ring of Honor, TNA, New Japan. Right, let's, let's make it oh easy boy. and just say WWE. I mean, that's what most people are used to. Who would you have Spike Dudley against... Let's put Spike Dudley 
against oh god Axel um no Curtis Axel no not Curtis Axel the other one Bo Dallas no 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 what the, <laughs> the fuck one the tag team with Zack Ryder uh Kurt Hawkins there we go is he still is he still an active wrestler <laughs> Yeah, he is because he was he was trying doing to be that ultimate tag. losing streak thing. Yeah. Oh wow, you gave me a good one. And I you gave think me... this feud would be they both want to lose. You gave me somebody with with no fucking storyline, no personality, no gimmick. Well, that's it. He's trying to All break right. the streak for the biggest losing record in the history of WWE. So here it is. So here it is. Spike Dudley, Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins comes out, and he says, "You know what? I've had such a losing streak." He says, I'm broken. And he's not talking about Matt Hardy because Matt's woken, so they can do this. He said, I'm a, I'm a shell of my former self. I can't be any more broken than I currently am. And all of a sudden, you hear the Dudley music, and everybody's like, oh, shit, it's the Dudleys! And LSD runs out, and everybody's like, oh, shit, we don't know who the fuck this is because it's 2018! <laughs> but let's just pretend people know who he is. <laughs> so he runs in. Automatically, he hits the acid drop on on Curtis Axel or on Kurt Hawkins. Just just fucking hits the acid drops. For those of you who don't know what the acid drop is, it's basically a tornado RKO using the turnbuckles. So he grabs his opponent, runs up the turnbuckles, spins his opponent around, and RKO's him. So he hits the LSD on him. And he says, you know what? I can break anything. At 185 pounds, I break tables. I break light tubes. I break backs. I break bones. I break hopes and dreams. I can break you worse than you've ever been broken. And Kurt Hawkins just lays there dead. So the next week, they're showing a recap of this. And Spike comes out and he says, where's Hawkins? He said he couldn't be broke any more than he was. Well, I broke him worse than he's ever been broken before. And then Hawkins comes out and he says, Spike, you didn't break me. I've been broken a long time. You could never break me. So this leads to a match. Just a regular match. They have a match. It's on a, uh, not on a pay-per-view or nothing like that. So they end up having a match. And Kurt Hawkins wins just by the freak chance of just fuckery. What happens is LSD's going up for his acid drop again. He slips on the turnbuckle, and he ends up falling down on the rope, bounces back in the ring. Hawkins hits whatever fucking finishing move he has, because I don't know what it is. <laughs> Gets the pin out of nowhere. His first win. His first win. Holy shit. So the next week, Kurt Hawkins comes out and says he's on a winning streak now. His losing streak's over. The black cloud that's followed him has dissipated, and rays of sunshine are showering upon him like the hailing rain that used to foreshadow him. And Spike comes out and says, It was a fluke that you won. I'm the breaker of men. That's going to be his new thing. They're going to have T-shirts and signs and shit, and people are, Breaker of men. It's gonna it's gonna get over huge. And he's like, I'm, I I can break you, so we're gonna have another match. So they have another match there and now. It happens right now. 
and they battle, and Spike's beating them, and Spike's winning, and Spike's doing everything, and then Spike takes him to the outside and sets up a table, and then he hits the LSD off the guardrail through the table, gets disqualified. You can't use a fucking table, all right, LSD? So he loses again. Twice he's lost to Kurt Hawkins, once by a fluke, the second time by DQ. So that sets up, obviously, a table match. They're going to have a table match. They're going to have a table match at the next pay-per-view. Let's pause for a minute. All right. <laughs> They're going to have a table match. Now let's uh, get this grape out of the way from SmackDown about how both AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura were down for the rest oh. at the last pay-per-view. And now we talked about this last week. We talked about be, it. I know, but now it's real. <laughs> I now know, but... fucking real. No, that's what I'm saying. We talked about it and said this would be a stupid... Um, uh, um, stipulation for them to do right. because they've right. already done the it's, stipulation. It's going to end in the same no contest. I swear to fucking God. Yeah, they literally, you can't, you know, look at it this way. And thank you, because it's okay. We can interrupt this. We can take a pause. You know, my creative juices are flowing and now they're going to suck, but that's okay. <laughs> but you know, but you bring up an awesome point and we didn't talk about this yet. And I would like to get it out of the way before we before we're done for the evening. So if you have a match where it's one guy against another guy who has his minions. And they keep interfering. You have a cage match. And why do you have a cage match? Because the cage keeps the people out. Yes, we know it doesn't, but that's the gimmick. Let's say you have a match where um, one champion uh, has a belt and another champion comes back with a belt. We're both champions. How do we do it? You do a ladder match. Only one person can get the belt. Because there's a reason for it. AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura's last match, they both were down for a 10 count. What stipulation match do they have? Last man standing where you have to keep your opponent down for a 10 count. We just did that! (laughs) We just did it! It makes no sense. Right. I would actually almost prefer them to have the pillow fight that he originally challenged into. A pillow fight. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for a Piro fight. I wanted to see that Piro fight. For a second, I thought he might be serious and they might find a gimmicky way to do a pillow fight, and I thought that would be so stupid. And then they did Last Man Standing, and I was like, eh, tomato, tomato. (laughs) Like you said, it's like at least a pillow fight would have been something different. And not only did they just do it at the last pay-per-view, but before he announced the match stipulation, he kept AJ down for a fucking ten count. Yeah. Which obviously was leading into that decision, but now it's happened twice. Exactly. <laughs> Dumb. So it's like, I, I still think ladder match would have been the best bet. It, there, there needs to be one winner. Only one person can get the belt down. And yes, I know there are ways you could do it. But at least it's something different. And you have right. one person win. AJ's a champ. It would make sense. And I think everybody agrees. Would AJ you want Nakamura them to have a letter match at Money in the Bank, though. Really? Yes, because Money in the Bank is ladder themed. It actually goes with the theme. I'm okay with there being two Money in the Bank ladder matches and a ladder match for a championship because they're two different types of ladder. You're not going to see the same type of match in in AJ Shinsuke ladder match as opposed to a match with fucking Braun Strowman, Biggie Langston, and fucking. Uh, who's the next bit? A Rus- is Rusev? Yeah, Rusev. You're going to have those yeah. big brutes in there. So that's going to be a very different ladder match. 
And and let's be honest, an AJ Shinsuke ladder match, A, should be good, and B, is going to be better now than if you wait three, five, seven years from now when they're getting older and getting a little, you know, a few steps behind. Yeah. I mean, AJ's already at his peak right now. We don't know that. He's he's probably got, I mean, no, but honestly, at his age, he's only got, you would assume he's got a few more years where maybe he can be better, but he's going to start losing a step here and there. I mean, he's already lost a step from when he was um, more wilder. I would say he wrestles a smarter and almost, I would say, better match now. Yeah. But as far as ladder matches go, he, he's going to do better now than he's going to do five years from now. Okay. If we're looking for the crazy bumps, I guess I should say. God, when was the last time we had a one-on-one ladder match in WWE? I think it was uh, Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels for the IC title. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, they did have that one, uh, Jesus Christ and Judas Icarus um, for the for the 30 pieces of silver. That's right. I remember that one. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, that... Remember when he busted out the crown of thorns and just fucking, oh, man, that was badass. <laughs> at one point he one point he literally nailed him to a cross so he couldn't climb the ladder and that's how Judas won it was badass it was just badass then he walked up and just dumped the 30 pieces of silver on Jesus' chest and laughed at him <laughs> I didn't even want the money <laughs> he's got him in a crucifix <laughs> You could just hear Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh fuck! That was a... If I knew how to do flash animation, I'd make that a fucking thing. But I don't, so you'll only get it here on Beefsticks Podcast. Yes. Okay. I think we can go back to the game now. Maybe. All right. So where the fuck was I at? We had the we had the ta- we're, we're starting the table match, match, right? The rubber match. The yeah, rubber the match. match. It's not even a rubber match. No, no, it's Kurt's Kurt's won twice. Yeah, Spike's lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's what happens, okay? They have the table match. There's tables everywhere. Nobody's going through them. It's getting fucking crazy. All of a sudden, um, um. Who was, uh, oh yeah, um, fucking Jinder Mahal and, uh, uh, Drew McIntyre, they come out for Kurt Hawkins, fucking Bully Ray and Devon come out and they're helping LSD, there's a big ass brawl and shit, everybody's going through tables except for Spike and Hawkins, right? I mean, there's tables mm-hmm. busting everywhere, it's going fucking crazy, all of a sudden, Spike gets Kurt Hawkins up on a table, Spike goes to the top. Looks like he's got. He points to the top like Macho Man. Ooh yeah! And he does the little circle, <laughs> and he's gonna put. He's gonna drive Hawkins through the table, right? And out right. of nowhere, out of nowhere, and this happens on the anniversary of of Owen Hart's death. A blue blazer drops from the ceiling on a fucking wire, whoosh, and crushes Kurt Hawkins through the table. And, and Spike's like, "What the fuck, man?" And a ding, 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 ding. And, of course, Spike won because Hawkins went through a table. He's like, what's going on? And a blue blazer rips his fucking mask off. And it's Matt Hardy. Yeah! 
because I am the only truly broken vessel. And Spike, you will come with me to the lake of reincarnation. And then they do some shit after that. And then it turns into a thing with like, you know, he gets into the woke and broken universe and shit. They take the broken name back. This is how they bring the broken name back. They change it. I feel like the your woken... whole plot line of this was for me to pick Matt Hardy from the jump. <laughs> I I really didn't have a fucking plot line. But you know what? I probably wouldn't have came up with that until we started over fucking there muttering. Uh, he better pick Matt Hardy. He better pick Matt Hardy. <laughs> Until we started talking. You're the one that started talking about Curtis Hawkins' streak. No, I think if we wouldn't have paused, I probably wouldn't have come up with that Matt Hardy thing. But all of a sudden, it was like the broken just hit me. And it's like, we're doing, we're leading all this up to broken. I have to do broken Matt. And that could be how you reintroduce the broken universe. And it could be darker than the woken universe, you know? Maybe yes. Bray turns Matt, you know? And LSD, fucking Spike Dudley would work perfect with that group. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's fucking would. nuts and weird and shit. So that's that's mine. That's my feud. That's where I go. That's that that gives okay. us that gives us a few weeks of television and a pay per view, and then sets up a story going forward. That's that's better than the fucking writers at WWE do. All right. So go ahead, Pasty, you're up. Pick a wrestler from the past. Take your time. Come up with someone really I, good. I've, I've, I've got a couple of really good ones. Right. I just, I, I'm torn between them. Oh. Pick one or two. Just say one or two. One. All right. Repo Man. Oh, man. You know what? I kid you not, I almost picked Repo Man up for mine. I'm not fucking kidding. Good old Barry Darsaw, man. Oh, I thought about Repo Man. I did. I didn't even know if you'd remember Repo Man. Kick ass. That's awesome. Do you, do you know who B was? Care to take any guesses? Uh, Papa Shango? Uh, I guess you could say that's close. Godfather? No. Oh, well, then what? Mantar. Mantar. Papa Shango isn't close to fucking Mantar. Oh my yes, god. He is. He's half man and half tar. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Repo Man. Can you see where I had a hard time picking between the two? I do not. <laughs> because you made my job much easier with Repo Man than with fucking Mantar. You made your job much easier too, let's be honest. Uh, Repo Man, the only man who had actual fucking tire rubber for shoulder pads. <laughs> what's yours is mine! And what's mine is mine! <laughs> God, I loved Repo Man. He, he was shitty, but I loved him as a kid, man. I fucking loved him. Okay, so who so, do I want you Repo see him Man to feud with currently? I want to see Repo Man feud with Bobby Roode. Now tell us this glorious feud, Pasty. Ooh. I don't want to tell the feud. I'm not good at that as you. <laughs> start something. If you want, tell me when you want to want to tag me in, and you can tag me in. But you got to start it. 
So Bobby Roode is about to have a match with Elias. Because that's the running feud right now, right? Yeah, makes sense. It's it's Bobby Roode is getting ready for his match. Camera pans to him back in the locker room. He's taping up. He's putting on his knee pads and his boots. And goes to reach for his robe. But it's not there. And he starts looking all over. And this is a few segments throughout the night, you know. He's trying to find it. Trying to find it. Go back to the locker room later. And there's a note from the repo man. Saying that due to lack of payments, his robe has been repossessed. And it just says RM. And you go. So it just says RM. Doesn't say anything else on it. So Bobby Roode automatically goes to catering. And there is both Ricky Morton and Rick Martell. And he confronts the two of them. What the fuck? Where's my robe? That robe was given to me by RF. Okay, RM? And they're like, what? We don't know what you're talking about. Rude beats him up. It's a typical raw fucking throwaway shit where there's like food flying everywhere and they go into a pile of boxes and, and, a, and a stand of Kevin Doritos. Kevin Owens is sitting under the table eating a bag of potato chips. Yep, yep, yep. And he knocks over a stand of Dorito chips and they pan extra long on Dorito because they're a sponsor. <laughs> And after a while, he, he, he finally he believes him because he's beating the shit out of him. And these old timers are like, no, we didn't know then. So he's like, well, who could it be? Who would have took my robe? And then he's like, R.M. So he enlists the fashion files because he doesn't know. He's like, you guys, you guys, you guys solve mysteries, right? Help me out. And they got it. They're like. It's BB. And he's like, no, it's not BB. It's RM. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. And then you see him push the Bludgeon Brothers into a closet, and they're like, later, it's not your time. So they, they do that, you know, they, they got to break the fourth wall and do that shit. It's kind of meta with that. So then the next episode comes up, right? The next, uh, next Raw or whatever. And the fashion police come to him, and they're like, we figured it out. We know RM. And he's like, all right. And they're like, but it's a tag team. He's like, I don't care who it is. I can beat a tag team. I'm going to go out to the ring now. You send them out. And so he goes out to the ring and he's waiting for them. And all of a sudden he hears, I'm not going to be able to cue it on my phone. He hears the Rick and Morty theme song. Come on. And out comes Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland. (laughs) And they come out, and they don't know what the fuck's going on, and they get on the mic, and they're, they're wearing like, just normal bathrobes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're wearing yeah normal like bathrobes. I mean, not one and a white one. Not not extravagant Bobby Roode robes, but just bathrobes because no. they just got out of the shower from you know right. the, the clip that they gave introducing season four. <laughs> yep. So so this all ties in, right? This all ties in. In fact, Bobby Roode didn't see it, but before this came out, they showed that clip to the live audience. So they come out and they're like, 
well, we're, we're not really sure what we're doing here, but we were told to come out here, and, you know, I suppose it's to promote that we got 70 more episodes of Rick and Morty, and the crowd goes crazy, and Rude just whips him around. He's like, I want my robe! I don't care about your stupid childish cartoon show! And they're like, wait a second. We don't know what you're talking about. And then the fashion the fashion police come out, they're like, well, maybe we got it wrong. You know, maybe maybe we misunderstood it wasn't, it wasn't, we thought Rick and Morty, so we thought Harmon and Royland, but it wasn't. But we know who it is, we'll get them next week. They take him out next week. Bobby Roode, they show him in the ring. He's like, alright, who do we got, who do we got? And the fashion files come out and they're like, alright, we got who it is, we know who RM is. And all of a sudden, they played a theme to, uh, um, oh fuck, why can't I think of the name of the, the, the movie now? Anyways, it ends up being Rick Moranis. And they bring Rick Moranis out. And Rick Moranis is like, oh, oh, gee, I don't really know what's going on. I just realized that Rick Moranis was the first Morty. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Where where was this fucking revolution, my whole revelation, my whole time? Um, So Rick Moranis comes out. Obviously, it's not Rick Moranis. You know, he says, hey, there's going to be a Ghostbusters 2, and I'm going to be an old man in it. And um, and that's done because you know they gotta have a reason for Rick Moranis to be there. So I'm saying there's gonna be right. a Ghostbusters too. I don't know that there is, folks. Baseball. I don't too. fucking know. Yeah. Space, well, come on. We didn't get a history of the world part two. I don't think we're getting a Spaceballs too. So then, finally, the next week, Bobby Root comes out and he says, "I demand to know where my robe is." And there's a hush. And all of a sudden, Ric Flair's music starts. Yeah, you know the music. It's the the, spa- the 2001 Space Odyssey theme. And he comes out with Bobby Roode's robe. And Ric Flair walks down. And he goes to the ring. And he looks Bobby Roode in the eyes. And he goes, Woo! And he says, let me tell you, Robert Rude, I am one styling, profiling, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying son of a gun. And I sold you a robe from my personal collection, and you only made the first payment. Woo! And by God! And this is where he struts around for a little bit, drops on the floor, hops back up. I need the rest of my payment, or you're not getting it back. And Root says, I made all my payments, Rick. You drink away your money. You're an old drunk, has-been son of a bitch with seven wives to pay off. You know I paid you off. And Rick says, well, there's one man who can get you this robe back. And that's my guy. And then the repo music hits, and repo comes out. In his little sneaky <laughs> kind of stuff. And he comes out there and Rick's like, You gotta be the repo! Woo! By God, man! Or you're not getting this robe. <laughs> and so they set up a match right then and there. Repo man, Bobby Rude. The bell rings. Rude hits the glorious DDT, pins him. And gets his robe back. All that for a five-second match. That's good. I like that. 
That's a very entertaining. It, it and I in, could see WWE to play shit like that too. Right? It brings in guest stars and old faces. And, <laughs> I don't know. That's the best I can come up with, but I think it worked. It didn't give you much of the repo, man, but Barry Darsaw is not a young guy anymore. So, right, right. I mean, obviously we can, I mean, we're just making shit up and I could have made him in his prime. And even in his prime, he wasn't the bestest wrestler. I mean, he was repo man. He was a uh, demolition smash. He was the blacktop bully in WCW. Oh, he was a, um, always had career based themes. Huh? A golfer. Yeah. He was a golfer. What was his golfer name? And no, it wasn't Kerwin white. That was the, the white faced fucking Chavo Guerrero. He, uh, man, he had a golfer gimmick too. I don't remember what it was, but he was a golfer for a while in WWE. Yeah. He was just, he was always a gimmick guy. You know, he was a hell of a hand. Like he could work a match and not look bad, but he couldn't work a match and look good. Let's say that. I loved, I think I loved, except for his uh, golfer gimmick, I loved all of them. Oh, Blacktop Bully, I wasn't a fan of either, but Demolition, we all loved Demolition. And um, the Repo Man, come on, man. Right. So we got, I think another good one for the Repo Man to feud with would have been Dean Ambrose, because Dean Ambrose likes to come in to the arena in various vehicles that he's stolen. Right. That would be a good and, one. And that could be a fun story, too. But this is good. It was epic for a one-off match. And that's all it needed to be. That's all, yeah, that's all it needs to be. Um, What do we got? We got less than a half hour, Pacey. No, we got less than that, sir. Okay. I believe I told you I was signing up for an hour and a half episode. Yeah, you told me till nine, but okay, if it's an hour and a half, we're done. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Hold on. I just I just found the first round of the new UK tournament. So I will say that. Uh the first right. the first round for the UK tournament will see Drew Gulak t- taking on Jack Gallagher. So that's gonna be a big one. Either one of them could win. Ashton Smith taking on Joseph Connors. Uh, Joseph Connors, I know the name. Ashton Smith, no. Then we got Flash Morgan Webster taking on James Drake. Not sure I know them. Uh, Kenny Williams versus Dave Mastiff. Uh, I think Dave Mastiff is a big dog. <laughs> yeah, huge did, dog. No, 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 no. This is, you, you are. Didn't you already say this, or did you just say who they were? I just announced, like, the first half of the card, that, or the first half of the competitors that were released. Okay, so Liegro is Travis Bank versus Travis Banks. Zach Gibson versus Amir Jordan. Tucker versus Joe Coffey. And Jordan Devlin versus Tyson T-Bone. All right. So, yeah, Drew Gulak versus Jack Gallagher being right away at the beginning. You would think they would space them out and have them go into the second round. That means only one of them is moving their way up. Which makes me believe that neither of them is going to win it. Which is good, I think. Put a new name in there as a winner, you know? Right, right. For sure. Ooh, also this, big guest, back on crutches, could be out for up to six more months. Um, the hands of Daniel Bryan. 
from what I've heard, that's complete storyline because he um, he did three different house shows where he got injured on all three, and it seems like he's selling his injury oh. that Daniel Bryan did the uh, week before. Okay. So it first, it, I know it originally got released after the first house show, but then there were uh, videos released after two more house shows that he wrestled and then came away with the same injury afterwards, and then they played it up on this week's, uh, what is he on, SmackDown? SmackDown, right? Or Raw? Yeah. SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown. they played it up on this week's SmackDown that he was injured from that. So I, that, that I'm pretty sure is storyline, because he did it on three separate house shows. But that way when he does it on Raw or on SmackDown, any of those house show members can be like, I've seen it happen, it's legit! You know what right, I mean? Right, right, yeah. So... And how about Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe coming up? That's going to be a good one. I'm hoping this, if it doesn't start with a submission match, I'm hoping it turns into a series and then they have a submission match at some point throughout. How about two other things here, too? How about Daniel Bryan, it seems to be, is switching to the heel hook as opposed to his yes lock? Um, Not really much, like, not really a it's, reason it's what, once, behind maybe? it. No, he, the last two matches he's won have both been with the heel hook. So he's done it two oh. in a row now. Last I mean, week on SmackDown and this week. If he's supposed to have good technical prowess, I mean, you got to be able to win with more than one submission. I, I agree, and sense. I think it's cool. I, I just think it's cool. I think it's cool that he's not being pigeonholed into having to do the yes lock. Yeah. And if he could have multiple... Yeah, if he could have multiple finishers as submissions, that would be cool. That'd be great. And um, how great would a submission match between those two men be? Oh, the Samoan submission machine versus the American Dragon Debray. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to bring up that Samoa Joe was just awesome on commentary. Now, I don't know, listening to him, I don't know that he'd be great as a commentary person, but listening to him through the match, he put over both guys really fucking well. Like, he really sold both of them. Mm. And, but at the same time, he sold himself as being stronger than each of them. And that, you know, like, like he wasn't scared of them, and either way, he was gonna beat them, and I mean, he just, he really came off as really, really good on the mic. I was not only believing everything he said, but I was interested in what he said, and he wasn't burying the competitors. I don't know. I thought it was, you know, I mean, he easily made you think either Hardy or Brian could win it. And he, he made it clear that he wasn't scared of either one during the match, put them over. Even the announcers seem to have a problem with that. A lot of the announcers seem to bury one wrestler or the other, and that just doesn't help. And right. Samoa Joe seemed to put over both Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy, but also himself, all at the same time. That's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> so kudos. I also have one more rumor that's been kind of circulating around the interwebs that I would like to touch on before we go. You know what, Pasty? I just, I tucked it, I tucked it back just to see what I would look like, okay? It's not like I'm making a lifestyle decision. 
I just tucked oh. it. I took a couple pictures to, to see what it looks like, okay? I was a little curious. It's not gone any farther than that. <laughs> no, the rumor is that the Miz is set to win the men's Money in the Bank briefcase and cash in on AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Could oh, be wow. at Money in the Bank, could be sort of later, but that is the rumor that's been flying around, which would lead to Daniel Bryan and the Miz feuding over the WWE Championship, which, how tasty would that be? That would be great. Oh, yeah. I'm having a hard time figuring out how um, Braun Strowman doesn't win Money in the Bank. But it is Money in the Bank, and anyone can win. Right. And it is yeah. eight-man eight ladder matches, I think, because both ends. Oh, it's not so six anymore. Now it's eight, huh? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That would make for that would be great storyline wise. Mm-hmm. You could do a lot what more. In, what if he cashed in later than that night during the last man standing match? You know, that would be pretty epic on its own as well. So what do you want? You want any conclusive end? To AJ Shinsuke. God. And you get a title change. I didn't want Miz to be the one with the championship when the match happened, but now that you said that, that could be great. That could be a way. But, oh, there you go. I was going to say, how do you how do you cash in a Money in the Bank on a last man standing match? What you do is after they're both down, after the fucking low blows, you cash in as soon as the ref starts call, counting, and you just stand in the middle of the ring and win. Oh, fuck. Right. That would be perfect for Miz. God, that would be a perfect win for Miz. Yes, it would. Oh, I love that. Everybody would shit on that finish. You know that, right? For the AJ Nakamura. Everybody would shit on it. But it would be a beautiful finish. It would be perfect. Just because everybody shit on it doesn't mean it's bad. It would be good. Right. Right, everybody's going to be pissed off because it's still a, a, a non-decision in the match between these two men. Yep, but, which would continue their feud while also yeah. starting a brand new thing with the Miz as champion. Cool. Right, and Daniel Bryan wouldn't have to come after the Miz for the championship right away. Not either. right away, no, no, no you got to slow burn that. Slam or Mania thing. One of yeah, the you got to slow burn you that. You know how I would love to see the Miz headline another WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan. Or even a um, or even a Hell in a Cell at the end of the year. WrestleMania. I don't know, man. Man, Miz turned himself around in the last couple Miz, of years. Yeah, and Miz. Year he's turned himself around as a wrestler. Unless his ring works better than it has ever been. Unless they do something major between now and then, Miz Daniel Bryan needed to happen two years ago it's nowadays I don't know that I want to see it at Mania it's not a Mania main event not now I mean they could do something to make it that right away for it but the Miz plays his weaselly shit and pushes it off as far as he can Uh, you know what I mean if they can if they can build it up as a Mania worthy match then yes I just don't see Brian and Miz as a Mania worthy match right now I don't see it and I don't know that I the universe would. Uh, the man deserves it. Which man? The Miz deserves to headline another WrestleMania. Head- oh, he will not headline that. No, that would not happen. 
That's not going to happen at all. The next WrestleMania is going to be headlined by uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte anyways, so... Okay, well, you know, they call it, like, the last three matches the, the main event or whatever, so. Okay. I'll give you that, but even then, I just... I don't know that Miz Daniel Bryan is a Mania match. It was when they built it up for over a year, but if they're just going to force it down our throats, then no. Well, the fact of the matter, he even hinted at it in his Miz TV segment this week. Everybody's asking, when is it going to happen? When will it be? It's the one thing everybody's been clamoring for. And then he switched it to the Miz and Mrs premieres on this day yeah uh, but teasing at it i i'd rather see it i'd rather see it SummerSlam, hell in a cell i'll just or or main or um rumble at SummerSlam, and they have a series of three SummerSlam, hell in a cell rumble i don't think ms brian deserves wrestlemania well i'm hoping they can prove you wrong because i think that's what we're gonna get i hope so and wwe has to build it up that way and they can I'm not taking, I'm not saying they can't. They can. Because I wanted it to be a few years ago, or two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was. I wanted it. And they could bring it back to that point. They have to make me want it, though. <laughs> Otherwise, if it's just, if it's Ms. Bryan at Mania just to be Ms. Bryan at Mania, I don't want that. I want it to actually mean something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's where I think they started it, at, at SummerSlam, and then just kind of slow burned it for the next six months or whatever. Yeah, if they can do that, if WWE has the, if they have the patience and the creativity to do that, I will be all for it, and I would love it. I mean, it's no T-Bry versus AJ Styles, but I think I would like to see the conclusion to well, T-Bry. It's, it's different, though. They can have yeah. a very, they can have a very, um... A, a, sorry, Triple H, cerebral or mental match without having the high spots. You know what I mean? Both of their daughters are at ringside. There you go. That's weird because they're both in baby carriers, but yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? And then their daughters have a match at WrestleMania as well. Why not? It'll be like Maggie and the Unibrow baby. <laughs> and then... 20 years from now, when they fight in WrestleMania again, they'll have footage of the two of them across the stage from each other, just snarling at each other. <laughs> it's Birdie versus fucking, uh, what's Mrs. Daughter's name? I love it. It's gorgeous, too, and I don't remember it. Uh, Monroe Sky. Monroe, yeah. Birdie versus Monroe. The only reason I even remember the Daniel Bryan's baby is because that's her clothing company or some shit. How about how about Daniel Bryan burning Chris Jericho's grandmother for being named Birdie and her name doesn't sound as good as Birdie Joe Danielson. Is this a real thing or are you fantasy booking? No, I I didn't see that. Jericho's grandmother's name's Birdie? Irving. Yeah. Birdie, Birdie Irving? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, Birdie Irving? <laughs> oh, that's going to be my new stage name, Birdie Irving. <laughs> I fucking love it. That's fucked up. 
No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, fuck, I listened to their podcast. Because I even talked about it now. I didn't hear anything about Birdie and Birdie Irving. Yep. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I was for that. And Daniel Bryan ripped on his grandma for not having a good good of a name as his daughter. Like, Jesus Christ, man. I would do that. I apologize for that. My, my dogs are getting angry. They want to come inside and they're knocking. <laughs> You're going to stay out there until I let you and you fucking dogs. So yeah, that little rumor. Let that fuel you guys till next week when we come back for another action-packed episode of B-Sticks Podcast. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me double shot yeah. This, you know what, motherfuckers? This podcast turned it out really fucking good, even with zero preparation. It's good. I like it. It's more natural. We just talk about things at our own will. There's no itinerary in front of us. It's kind of stress-free. Yeah, it works both ways. I, I like it either way. I don't know if we could do these every week, but it sure as hell worked this week. <laughs> I am. I'm anal. <laughs> Very anal. They call it a prison purse. (laughs) I am. I'm good at tucking it in and prancing around. Alright, folks. That's it. That's what you get. We got shit we gotta do. You got shit you gotta do. You bitch that it's too long every now and then. Well, motherfuckers, this is your one hour and 45 minute show. Suck it up. Next Monday, don't forget Buttered Pop Culture is coming up at you. I have an idea of which episode it's going to be, but I haven't 100% been sold on it, so fuckers. Oh, let's just, let's just put it out here, right here, right now. What is it going to be? It, it's probably going to be um, Willy Wonka's prequel series, folks. If you ever wondered about the prequel series of Willy Wonka and what's coming up with Willy Wonka, they have a whole plan for new Wonka movies. It's Memorial Day, so... Remember Willy Wonka, because something Wonka this way comes. Yes. Make sure to hit it up. Check it out. And beginning this next month, Fantastic Fables comes back once a month. So make sure to hit up Fantastic Fables. I got a few amazing episodes ready for you. Again, I think the first episode... I I don't know. Not sure what the first episode's going to be, but... I think I know what it's going to be. I am also contemplating bringing back Get Local as a monthly thing, too, and maybe we can set that up where they're two weeks apart from each other. That would be great. I think that would be tasteful. All right. Well, folks, there you go. Cloud Style is continuing to improve, grow, strive, and give you what you want. So with that being said... I can paste you away. Fuck Yeah. There you go. I was going to say it, but you just said it. So we're us, you're you, and we will fucking beef you next week with no Vaseline. <laughs>